0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Greetings, and welcome to the Jewel Network Science Broadcast Frequency. The Jewel Network is a radio frequency of continuous streaming science and knowledge, and wisdom, which promotes and sustain the activation of present evolutionary process of immortality and the unfolding of the God Self within the evolutionary planetary society on planet Earth. The Jewel Network is committed to broadcasting the science of life and the science of living. By cultivating the mind of a scientist, you'll be enabled to extract the very best the current 21st century has to offer. You are listening to Deborah's Healing Kitchen with your host, author, speaker, and Miss Culinary Expert with Dr. Joel Pookum's EQ Medicine Professional Alliance, Miss Deborah P. Kane.
0: Welcome to Deborah's Healing Kitchen. Thanks for tuning in once again. Today I want to share with you information that has been helpful to me as a mother about the care of our children. I'm very concerned with the care of our babies, and specifically for African-American children. Um, You know, there are so many things that they're dealing with today, and I think as parents we just need to be aware of things that could benefit them and things that can harm them. So these are just a few things that have come to mind that I want to share with you. Um, One thing is I think it's really interesting, you know, when you go to a child's, Party. Uh, we have cake and ice cream, chips and hot dogs, and maybe hamburgers. And if you really think about it, our children need good quality, high nutritional food. And so, traditionally, you know, we we let them have some fun at a party, but then, what are they eating the rest of the time? <clears throat> Excuse me. What is their daily intake of calories. Are they empty calories? Is it fast food? Which, as I always say, fast food, in many instances, not all, but many instances, it's synthetic, meaning it's not real food. They're eating empty calories. So their bodies are growing and constantly changing. And I don't know if you recognize you can buy your child a pair of shoes, and then within a few months, they need another pair of shoes. Uh, they're wearing one size in uh, pants, and then within a few months they have to go to a next size. Well, their bodies are constantly changing, so they need the proper nutrition, and we have to be very aware of that. So, it could really impact their emotions. Their emotions. It can impact, you know, their academics. How are they able to focus? It can impact so many things. Their mood. I'm sure you've heard of uh, children having too much sugar, they can't concentrate. Well, we have to be aware of what are we feeding our children, so please read the labels. And if you're eating or, excuse me, providing fresh produce for your child, you don't have to read the labels because you know what you're putting into their bodies. So we have to make things Tastes good for our children, but it has to be good for them. Not just taste good, but be good for them. Because remember, their bodies are changing. Their cells need nutrients. Uh, They may need a good supplement, maybe, you know, a vitamin and mineral from the health food store. I I would really check out and make sure you're not giving them chemicals. But really healthy food-based items. So please make sure you think about okay what am i feeding my child and the other thing is there have been studies done that if a child is sitting down having a meal with the parent more than just once every now and then but on a weekly basis it can really help them stabilize in so many ways the connection with the parent Sitting down, having a meal, you can find out so much so much information by having conversations. I mean, we've done that with our daughter, you know, as she was growing up. And we would find out about her mood, what's going on in school, how she's interacting with her friends. So having a meal together is really, really important. So don't take that lightly. They did a study um, some time ago, and I don't remember the name of the study, but they said they found that children that have uh, time with their parents over a meal on a frequent basis during the week are less likely to use drugs. Well, that goes back to connection and emotional wellness that I've talked about before. The other thing uh, with children, and I learned this at a very early age, the importance of taking care of their teeth. Now, this is also a tip for you because if you're not taking care of your teeth and you build a plaque Your gums are unhealthy. That can cause so many other issues, heart disease, diabetes, even contribute to strokes because the plaque gets into your bloodstream. So we have to take the time and teach our children how to brush their teeth. Hopefully we know how to brush our teeth properly. But show them how to brush your teeth thoroughly, rinse their mouth, make sure they're brushing their teeth twice a day, That is really important for their overall health. Let them know taking care of their teeth is just as important as taking care of the rest of their body. Remember, they're chewing the food that's going to go into their systems and their bloodstream, which is going to get the nutrients. So chewing is very important. So that's why we have to watch their teeth. Now, I know sometimes... You know, we may not have the money to go to the dentist, but there are dental schools that will actually um, allow you to come, and they are, you know, training um, future dentists, and so you can actually get uh, cleanings there for a nominal fee, sometimes uh, free. So there are other ways that you can get dental health, but make sure your children are getting your teeth examined and cleaned at least once or twice a year and show them how to properly brush their teeth and change the toothbrushes now if you've been sick your child's been sick change your toothbrush also you can rinse it out with peroxide to get out any bacteria but keep the toothbrush clean and away from anything that could um, collect germs so please know that your teeth are very healthy another thing I think is really, really great for children. And because children, you know, their minds are expanding and they are very inquisitive, is showing them how things grow. So uh, my mother would always tease me because I always wanted a garden in our backyard. And I am just, that's just not my thing. I tried for years. I was able to grow some collard greens because it doesn't take a lot to grow collard greens. And I had some herbs a few things we, we grew, like string beans. But anyway, whatever I could grow, our daughter was just so interested. When she was like five, six, seven, she just loved looking at what I was trying to grow in our little patch in the backyard. Now, you can also grow items in pots. So buy some herbs. Make sure they're not anything dangerous. So if a child, you know, put it in their mouth, it'll be okay. Buy some vegetables, and put them in pots. Let them grow if you don't have a backyard. Children love to see things grow. Teach them about the importance of, you know, organic gardens. And maybe in your area you might have uh, an urban garden, or if you're in a rural area you may have other gardens. But take your children to a garden or take them in your backyard. Show them how things grow. It gives a really healthy sense of nature and also being outside. You know, sunlight is essential for our good health. Do you do you remember or know that you can go outside with the sun and then feel a whole lot better than you did a few minutes ago if you were inside and it's dark? I mean, the sunlight can lift your spirits. Also, we get our D3 from the sunlight, so our children need D3. So getting outside, playing outside, showing them how things grow—all of these things are essential to good health. They're in front of you know computers too much, on the phones too much, the iPads too much. Make them get outside. That's one thing that we had to do, and we didn't have to say, okay, let's go exercise. We were just outside playing when I was growing up with a ball. You can make things simple. It's not expensive. But all these things have a lot to do with the good health of our children. Their nutrition makes sure that they learn to eat healthy, fresh vegetables. Now, in order for them to be open-minded, they don't need to hear you say, oh, I don't like that, oh, I don't like broccoli, I don't like that, because they're listening to you. So then they say, well, I don't like that. And they may have never even tasted it. So please, please, parents, And guardians, be open-minded so that your children can be open-minded and they can be healthy. The other thing we have to check is our environment, making sure that we understand, are we living in an area that's toxic? Does it have toxic waste in the soil? You know, are you living where there's a lot of electrical lines or the electrical towers? That makes a big difference, and unfortunately, you'll find a lot of apartment buildings that are built around areas with a lot of electrical towers. Well, that may not be the best environment for a child. So be aware of your environment and where your children are. Make sure they get enough natural sunlight. They are exposed to how things grow, that they take care of their, learn to take care of their teeth, and that they're getting the proper nutrition and not being hooked on fast foods and junk food. One other note, please do not let your children eat these hot chips. I was talking to a couple of doctors and they said many children are coming into the ER from eating too many hot chips and it's causing heart attack-like conditions. So please stop them from eating the hot chips. All of these things can really affect our children. So I I hope that you will be open-minded and think about these things. And you may already know some of the things that I mentioned, but please spread the word to your friends and family that have children. Also, if you have a baby, please cover their heads. Oh, that drives me nuts. When I see these little infants out and the weather's cool, their heads are not covered, You know, we need to make sure our our babies are well covered, our children are well dressed, and they get what they need from the sun, exercise, and the food and take care of their teeth. I hope this has been helpful. Thanks again for listening to Deborah's Healing Kitchen. I look forward to sharing some more tips with you very soon. Have a great day.
2: Humanity is experiencing a vast variety of disorders, HIV, Zika virus, Ebola, hypertension, meningitis, STD, Alzheimer's, and many others. These disorders are the results of not knowing how to live within and navigate the human body.
0: Hello, this is Deborah P. Haynes and I'm coming to you from Deborah's Healing Kitchen. I was I've been told by many people when they come to my house, being in my home, being in the kitchen, they feel healing. And I said, Okay, let's create Deborah's Healing Kitchen. Well, out of my experiences, I want to share with you what I have learned and hoping that passing on the information I have learned to you will help you in your daily life, will help you better understand what you can do to change your health, what you can do to feel better emotionally. So I'm giving you tips. And, you know, years ago there was something, well, actually even today, something called mother wit. Well, I believe that we need to bring back mother wit, particularly in the African-American community, lasted because of mother wit that wisdom that came from strong black women that knew how to help our race survive. So I see myself as part of that great story. So I'll share with you things that I have learned, some things that may or may not have anything to do with my experience but that can also help you in your daily lives with your family and your children and hopefully we'll have fun as we do it so i hope that you allow me into your space of your mind just to give you some tips that you can think about and hopefully take action to better the health of your family and your health and loving yourself so you can be a more lovely person to your loved ones and uh-huh. our community
2: You are listening to the Jewel Network Science Radio Broadcasting Frequency. The Jewel Network provides the neural nutrition and stimulates expansion and evolution of the human brain, nervous system, and body. Remember, our source is a neuron.
0: Deborah Pete Haynes, and I hope you all are doing well. I am very excited, very excited about my wonderful guest today, none other than our wonderful, wonderful daughter, Abani Jewel Haynes. Abani is a phenomenal young woman. She has many gifts and talents, and I just want her to give us some tips of wisdom and challenges that she had faced because she was raised as a vegetarian, so most of her formative years she was a vegetarian, and I know that gave her challenges living in a world where people, you know, like to eat a lot of meat and different things that she did not typically eat. So I just want her to share with you those things that she learned. Albany, I have some wonderful questions to ask you, but please say hello to our listeners. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Avani, I know, you know, we've had many conversations about the challenges you face as you were growing up, particularly going through preschool and elementary school and probably into middle school. Could you just share with us, you know, some of the challenges of, you know, being a vegetarian or eating, you know, foods that typically are not consumed by, you know, children at those age levels? Please share with us a, a few of those challenges, and I have some other questions for you today.
3: Okay, well, one of the challenges, I suppose, was a lot of the female students, they developed um, a lot quicker than I did, so I got teased, and I know that had a lot to do with my diet and their diets as well because, you know, dairy produces... And certain meats produce a lot of hormones. And so I remember I watched What the Health, and they talked about how, you know, the dairy that a lot of humans consume from cows, they don't take into account how that milk is supposed to be to turn a calf into a 300, 400-pound animal. Right. And so that was one thing, so I used to get teased about you know having a flat chest when a lot of my friends they were developed um and I always thought I was behind in um I guess the reproductive areas, because I didn't start my cycle until I was a teenager. You know, I didn't start developing any breasts until I was probably maybe my freshman year, the sophomore year of high school. And so that was something I was very insecure about. And I always, a lot of people always tell me, oh, she looks like a 12-year-old or 13-year-old or whatever age I was as opposed to other students. And I didn't see it as a compliment at the time because everybody else looked different from me.
0: Right. That's a really, really good point. And so I know we discussed that, and you found out later about why it was that you were developing really at a a stage that most, you know, young girls should develop, but because the hormones in the meat, the hormones in the milk, like you just stated – really has caused an explosion of hormones with, you know, a lot of our young girls. So, I mean, tell me, what did you learn through that period of time?
3: I don't think I learned anything, really, because I wasn't thinking about it that way. I wasn't mature enough to think about what was going on. I was just living it, and, I mean, once you see it for yourself and you grow up and you look back, you have a fuller understanding. But I don't think at the time I learned anything about that. I was going through the struggle.
0: Right, right, right. And so then tell me, too, what about the lunches? You know, I try to prepare lunches that looked typical, but they weren't. So you had a challenge with that as well, correct?
3: Yeah. um, I think... Because, you know, we had a problem of me not eating my lunch at school. And I think it was because I was embarrassed by not being able to eat the same things as everybody else did. And so that was was pretty tough.
0: Right, right. And so... Since you had those challenges and you went through those periods of time, can you share with us, you know, as you grew older and as you learned more, because, you know, I know you have read a lot on your own and learned a lot in recent years. Please tell the listeners some of the, the wisdom that you have taken away from the experience, even though it was a challenge. You know, we want to know what wisdom did you take away from it.
3: Um, I mean, looking back, I would say that you know there's um there's something wonderful or great about being unique, and that's something that I kind of pride myself on today. I like being different from everybody else, mhm. And so that made me different. But when you're in school and you're growing up and there's peer pressure and you want to be the cool kid in school, you don't want to be teased and everything, you're not thinking about it like that. And so I think, and you can tell this to children all the time, but there's something, there's something really cool about being unique, and now because of, the knowledge I have in terms of health and everything, now I want to use it more. Now I have the decision to live a healthier lifestyle because even right now, like I'm struggling with adult acne and I never got acne, you know, growing up. And I think it's in a large part due to my diet. And so now I'm looking at ways to change that, so you know I can have clearer skin and things like that. So what what do you
0: think? What do you think um, attributed to you getting adult acne? I mean, because your diet is a little bit different than it was when you were growing up. So what are those things you think is attributed to it?
3: Not drinking enough water. Um, also, maybe some of the poultry, and I'm not sure about seafood, but maybe some other proteins I've consumed, and also too much um, sugar.
0: Oh, yes, yes, that's, that's true, that's true. And so tell me, I know you were very creative as far as your diet. Could you please share with us the types of things that you – like to eat now that, you know, you've learned through the years, but you still, you know, use in your life right now? Like what are some of the things that you've prepared that you really enjoy that's healthy? Mm. Like your stir fries. I mean. I don't make stir fries. Well, tell me, Avani, what is it that you like to make then? Um.
3: I'm not going to necessarily say what I like to make at this point. I'm just going to tell things that I enjoy eating now or that I try to eat now. Like, I used to hate brown rice. I hated it with a passion. I remember. And I especially hated short grain brown rice. Brown rice is now one of my favorite things to eat.
0: Well, that's and good.
3: I prefer it over white rice and i used to love white rice but mm -hmm. you know now i just really 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 like brown rice it's very good especially
0: if you just do some salt and a little earth balance butter it's amazing well that's good to hear because i remember those times we struggled with the brown rice and i tried to use a long grain which was closer to the texture of the short of the white rice but you know, that was a struggle. So it's good to hear that you like it. So what are some of the things, I mean, you are very aware of the health challenges that we have in this country and so many people being sick, particularly in the African-American community. If you were speaking to younger people or children or youth, what types of things do you, could you share with them that would encourage them just to take better care of themselves or to just to have a little bit more knowledge?
3: Well, I think the whole food thing and the things that we consume, we have to look at it from a holistic standpoint. Mm-hmm. So what we are consuming, it's not just affecting our bodies, but it's affecting the world around us and the climate. And so I would want them to take that into account. Like the more cattle... Well, the more pork and beef that we consume, mm-hmm. it's having a very negative effect on the climate because we're burning down forests and everything to make room for, you know, farm animals. And then not only that, but the um, the animals have to consume, I think, a certain type of grain or something, like corn, and a lot of the meal and food that's created today is made to feed them, whereas if we invested that food in other places, we wouldn't have a world hunger issue. We right. We have childhood hunger and things right. like that. Right, And also it's more sustainable to have like a plant-based diet, a mostly plant-based diet at least. Um, and then also I think, the good thing about social media is like now there's this video where it shows you know the meat that's created for like chicken nuggets and hot dogs it's it's just it's plain disgusting, and I think if you visually show them what's going on, it could have an impact mhm and so that's, that's something else um I would want them to consider and just I'm pretty sure if they you know try like a certain diet for a week or so they would see changes in their bodies and how they feel and everything.
0: Right. Well, I think that's a really really good point um because One of the things that I've talked to many young people about is eating these hot chips and how that makes you feel. And they've actually said there have been people, young people going to the hospital emergency room with cardiac arrest type of symptoms because of the ingredients in some of these hot chips. Um, So I think it's really important that we talk to our young people so they understand what's going on. But to your point when you say it's holistic, I think that is really profound because it's not just about us, but it's about the world around us. So I think that's really, really a great point. So now that you're older, how do most of your friends respond when you, you know, don't eat certain things or you prefer, you know, something healthier over another? So how is the response now that you're older and you're in your 20s? Well,
3: I have a friend, um, she... um, She and I went to high school together, and so she used to tease me, and it wasn't like in a mean way, but she used to say, you know, I eat sticks and leaves and rocks and stuff. Right. And now she's moved out to L.A., and she has a mostly vegan diet. Wow. And so I was teasing her, because I'm like you used to say, I eat sticks and leaves and trees. (laughs) And now you're out in L.A. eating sticks and leaves and trees. So right now I feel like a lot of my friends are more open to it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are kind of caught up in how things taste and they're still good and things like that. But So while they'll still eat some of the, you know, the unhealthier items, they're still open to consuming you know, more healthy foods or trying vegan or vegetarian options. Right. So I feel like a lot of them have evolved. I know especially my friends who live out in L.A. now, most of them
0: eat a a plant-based or vegan diet. Right, right. And I think when you were growing up, there weren't that many places that, you know, served vegan food. So we ended up eating at a lot of Asian restaurants. I don't know if you remember that or not. But now it just seems like there's a lot more options. And so have you found that the vegan restaurants that you have, um, you know, that you like to uh, frequent, do you find them to be very healthy or they're just vegan? Because as we know, your dear father says French fries are vegan. And we're like, okay, you can't talk about it, even though it's vegan. Vegan doesn't necessarily mean healthy. So how do you look at, you know, the restaurants you select and whether they're healthy? Even though they taste good, you know, are they more healthier than they have been? Well, first,
3: like, even the unhealthy vegan foods, quote, unquote, they're still a healthier option as opposed to, you know, if you get a cheese pizza, that's dairy. But if you get vegan cheese, it's not. So you don't have to worry about the hormones and things like that. But it's still, you know, you have to worry about fats and carbs and things of that nature, but you don't have to worry as much about the unhealthy things that come from consuming those things. There are some restaurants that operate um, that are mostly, like, alternatives. For instance, there's a place here in Dallas where they... Serve, like, nachos and everything um, and hot dogs and stuff, which is good to have that alternative. But, you know, you can still, you know, be very unhealthy just eating those types of things. So it just depends on where you look. Mm -hmm. I know there's this guy on Instagram, and I think it's like he's called himself the unhealthy vegan. Mm. And it just shows all this stuff that he consumes. It's like fast food, but it's all vegan food. So vegan doesn't necessarily always mean healthy. And, like, there are people who say, oh, yeah, I'm vegan, but they're not informed to know that, like, you can be vegan and eat Oreos and Lay's potato chips. Like, those are things that are vegan as well, and it's still not – the healthiest thing for you.
0: Right, right. Well, I have one last question before we wrap up this, you know, wonderful, insightful conversation. Was it difficult for you in college to, you know, eat healthy? Because, you know, typically college students don't, you know, usually eat healthy. Uh, But, you know, was that a challenge for you coming from your background?
3: Definitely a big, huge challenge. I think that's probably... My college days probably contributed to why my diet is the way it is today and why I kind of need to revert. I mean, I'm not saying I'm unhealthy, but I consume some things that weren't necessarily always good for me. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, I used to order, like, medium-sized pizzas, and I'll eat the whole pizza by myself in one night.
0: Oh, my goodness.
3: And it happens, and so much so that, you know, they call the freshman 15 or whatever. Right. That you gained like, your first year. Within a semester, I went from 103 to 119. Wow. And so college was definitely, and that first semester was a very big wake-up call because I had gained... So much weight.
0: <laughs> right. So were you the only one out of your friends, or were they struggling too?
3: Um, I know that they gained weight, but I don't think theirs was as, you know, rapid and extreme as mine.
0: Oh, I, I see, I see. Yeah, well, college, you know, there's a lot of experience in, experiences in college that aren't always, you know, great and wonderful at that time, but then we learn from them for our life going forward. So I think college offers many different levels of experiences that can help us if we know how to handle it. So, Avani, I know um, this was a conversation that you may not want to have with our wonderful listeners, but I appreciate you giving us this insight. I think what you said has been helpful to so many that Can hear you and the challenges that you had and what you've overcome and what you've learned. So I really appreciate you having this time with me on my podcast, and I hope the listeners, you know, glean some wisdom from some of your insight. And I just want to tell you how much I appreciate that you were ever able to weather the storm of, you know, the peer pressure, because I know that was very difficult. No matter how much we said, oh, Albany, it's okay, you're going to be okay, you were still going through it. So I really appreciate that you had the courage, the fortitude to come through and that you can share with others, you know, your lessons that you learned. So thank you, listeners, for being with us in this very intimate conversation with my wonderful daughter, Albany Jewel Haynes, and I just would love for you to hear from you so please go to my website deborahpes. or visit me on my Facebook which is Deborah's Healing Kitchen. You can send me a message um, you can communicate with me through my website or my Facebook page and also we'll be giving you an announcement in the very near future about how you can join what we're doing. so thanks again. look forward to our next week when we will have another wonderful conversation that will hopefully give you wisdom and nuggets for your life so you can live a healthier quality of life. Thanks again. This is Deborah's Healing Kitchen. Have a wonderful rest of the
1: week. Thank you for listening to the Jewel Network Science Broadcast Frequency. Join Deborah P. Haines here each Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Jewel Network. Hosted by the Jewel Network.com e4medicine.com and Debra'sHealingKitchen.com For our complete broadcast schedule, additional information, and to purchase products, please visit our website at www.thejewelnetwork.com. If you'd like to contact Ms. Deborah, please send your email to DeborahPKane at juis.education or follow us on Facebook at Deborah's Healing Kitchen. Thank you.
2: This broadcast is under full copyright and trademark protection owned by the House of Jewels. This broadcast in its entirety, nor any part of this broadcast, can be reproduced, copied, transcribed, placed in podcast format, placed into MP3 format, or suspended on any internet digital location without express permission from the House of Jewels, Washington State, USA. To reproduce or suspend this broadcast in any digital location other than the dual network is prohibited and legal proceedings will follow accordingly. Thank you for listening.